0: Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Leah.
2: And I'm
0: Gavin. And we are on episode eight of this amazing season of This Strange World. We're talking more about cryptids today. It's another week of cryptids. You know what that means. Wake up, week eight, cryptid time. Let's go. Today, we we're going to talking about a little different. It, we've talked about something similar to this before. We talked about something called atmospheric beasts. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say that the lake monsters was similar to this one. but actually, This, is, this yeah. is the opposite of the lake monster. This is really it's, different. It's kind the of very monster.
2: opposite from the lake monster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, is, one is a waterbender. These ones are airbenders. Um, this is, we're going to be talking about flying beasts. I'm going to get into what those are in a little bit. But for right now, um, I wanted to talk to you guys about what cryptids are, because I don't know if you guys know what cryptids are. If this is
2: like first people's first episodes, I I'm not sure that if I know yet after eight. So if you could uh,
0: say it to me in words that
2: I would understand, I would appreciate. All right
0: it. here, I'll, I'll, Gavin. This is what I'll do just for you. I'll pull what the Merriam-Webster dictionary says about. Oh my god! How
2: do you know that was one of my
0: top three <laughs> favorite dictionaries? This is this is really top three. This is like there's there's one A and then there's one B. This is definitely one A. I would say. Dictionary.com is really close second, but this is Merriam Webster Dictionary. Um, so, according to Merriam Webster, a cryptid is an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. So, contrary to popular belief, cryptids don't have to be supernatural, mythical, or even all that strange, though many popular creatures acquire these characteristics as their legends grow because people like to lie and people like to make them sound better when they're talking to their friends.
1: The evolution but- of stories, Chris, I wouldn't necessarily also necessarily say a lie but also how those stories evolve from one I mean, generation yeah. to the next it's like well, a
2: game a telephone cross generationally
0: yeah see i kind of think of like an old sailor that was just like he found a giant squid sailing and it was like ah oh, it was the size of a beast and it wrapped its tentacles around me and pulled me in and i cut his eye out with my sword and like that didn't happen you probably just saw one floating in the water so today, these ones, these are flying beasts. And flying beasts are a little bit similar to atmospheric beasts. These are the ones that I was talking about before. Uh, Leah had a great episode on atmospheric beasts earlier in the season. Uh, these are a little bit different. These are flying beasts. Um, these are more like what you'd consider like big giant birds, big giant eagles, you know, falcons. Big big birds. Big, big birds. Big bird. Big bird is a cryptid.
2: Would you say that Big Bird is more of a flying beast or more of a humanoid? Because has Big Bird ever
0: flown on Sesame Street? I would say he hasn't. I haven't watched Sesame Street
2: in a good few decades, but at least three decades. But, if there's
0: any younger fans out there that listen to or not listen to that watch uh, Sesame Street still. Let us know if Big Watch Bird Sesame flies. Street to listen yes, to us. because
1: younger kids would definitely be listening to this podcast well, as well as Sesame Street.
0: No, I'm saying like I think there's a lot aware of. Uh, I'm saying younger and, people yeah. like they the younger people have seen different seasons of Sesame Street than we saw seasons of Sesame Street. So I feel like our Big Bird is different than their Big Bird. Maybe their Big Bird flies a uh-huh. couple times. Alright,
2: hashtag not my Big Bird. Maybe it flies. I mean, it'd be, I mean, you know, they got, the, they got the effects. I'm sure the practical effects now are much better than what they were. Not that they yeah. weren't great with Jim Henson. We love Jim Henson. But, uh, yeah. And I wonder if, I mean, I assume all these cryptids are real. Because everything that we always bring yeah. up is always real. But yeah, just, maybe they these are achievable it. with uh, animatronics.
0: Well, the first the first one's actually really funny, not funny, but the first one. There's a couple of theories that there's one of them that really made me laugh. But the, these ones could be something. The first one I'm going to talk about could be something. Let's take flight, everybody! Oh yeah! Under this new episode of Flying Beasts Encrypted. So the first one I'm going to talk about are these things called Thunderbirds. Contrary to popular belief, they're not a hip new alternative band. They're a large. I, I tried to put a joke in there. They sound like they would be like the Thunderbirds. I don't know whether they would sound like. Metal or like,
2: if anything, more like classic rock, like an older band, right. like, a, like a hair band,
0: maybe. We're going to go see the Thunderbirds. Rock out with the Thunderbirds. Sorry. So what the Thunderbirds <laughs> are is they're, they're a large bird cryptid that lives in northern Canada, Alaska, and parts of Central America. These large birds often appear in Native American folklore, telling tales of great eagles that could lift whales back to their nests. And ever since the pioneers moved their way westward, sightings of these birds have been popping up all over history. This could be something. This could be nothing. But at least they there's a lot of people that have seen these big giant eagles flying around all over the place. I think while we did do the episode
2: about atmospheric beasts, I can already tell that I think like this is going to be very different because it is already much more similar to like the humanoid episode or the feline episode, where it's like. i'm thinking about how to put it into words but i feel like the aliens and atmospheric beasts and stuff like that are kind of and maybe future episodes who knows who's to say um are almost in a separate category versus these like you know they're living amongst us you can see them out in the wild like these like more things that are based on our planet versus stuff that's more so based like not on the planet so this already feels like when people are like oh i see Bigfoot somewhere. It was like, oh, I saw a thunderbird fly overhead. It was so big and so close. And it was like, well, maybe it was just a bird very close. And it looked bigger because it was closer. Yeah. I thought it was farther away.
1: I thought the thunderbirds were the T-birds from Greece, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> oh, that's another. Maybe they're. Maybe, maybe they're they the are related to that. Who knows? Maybe they are the same thing. Well, wait, where does, where does Greece take place? Because is it near it's definitely not that north. Although, it's what's, inter- what's kind of contradictory about this one is that you said that they're in northern Canada, Alaska. All right, that makes sense. That's a similar area. Right. And then parts of Central America, which is very much not Alaska. It just kind of skips over the U.S., which yeah. is... Well, maybe it gets shot down in the airspace? Is that too... Is,
0: am I going to be on a government watch list for making that joke? <laughs> if you look at kind of like how species move around and stuff you have like you know these eagles are related to these eagles but this is up in canada and this is down in central america i don't know why they don't populate usa maybe we hunted them all and they got scared of the usa and they were like i'm not going to fly over there let me just stay in central america and let's stay like they kind of they kind of appear in places where it's remote there's not a lot of people Mm. and nor and northern canada there's not even a single soul up there in alaska is you know you could go miles and not even say a single person parts of central america i'm not sure
2: here's actually what i just realized maybe there are thunderbirds in america but they just go by a different name and they've been referred to as a different
0: name could also be that well so these these are pretty prevalent in native american folklore um So there's actually tales of indigenous folklore that told stories about extremely large birds of prey so large that when they actually flapped their wings, it would create thunder. So hence the name Thunderbirds. They say lightning would flash out of their eyes and water flowed from the backs, creating rain. These stories would be told to try to explain the things that happen naturally, like storms and weather.
2: I love when there are cryptids that are made to explain natural phenomenons, like the charoof from the humanoids to explain volcanoes or like the wampus cat. That had all these things of like, oh, it's Paul will crush you like an ant or whatever that, that explains us a whole lot, Gavin. I love all the ones where they explain stuff, and it's like their light lightning flashes out of their eyes and water flows from their backs and it's spread out over far enough that it creates rain yeah like what but I love that I, that's my favorite those are my favorites
0: so this is where I start thinking like, well, maybe the Native Americans were onto something because they uh people have been seeing these birds flying all over, all over the place and usually you mimic your folklore based off of the world around you now granted it's like completely different but like you know you're egyptian you see a big sun in the sky well that must be a big god in the sky and that's the god of the sun so for these native americans they would probably see these giant birds flying around these giant thunderbirds flying around and being like those must be the reason for the rain. Now, obviously they didn't see thunder come out of their, uh, the lightning come out of their eyes and they didn't see rain coming off their backs, but they were probably like, well, they probably saw these big giant birds flying around and they were like, this this has to be why it rains and why there's thunder because these birds flying around.
2: All right. Well, I'm already convinced mostly because I love the idea of the Thunderbird, but did anybody,
0: did anybody really see it? Really? So, there were, there were two, main, uh, two main sightings that came about of the Thunderbird that was documented in the Bible of cryptids, this cryptids website. They said, uh, one of the earliest sightings of Thunderbirds came in the 1890s when two cowboys in Arizona shot and killed a very large bird. It was described as having no feathers and had the body similar to an alligator. The two men supposedly dragged this dead bird back to town after killing it. The report seems to suggest that this creature looked more like a pterodactyl or a dragon than any modern-day bird
1: hmm so a mix between two one fictional and one kind of non-fictional which is kind of dope
2: right well the thing that i wonder pterodactyls we know that dinosaurs were real but like dinosaurs are still very much like a mythical creature to humans because it's not like we experience them or know what they actually looked like so i think that it's very easy for when you see either dinosaur looking creatures or dragon looking creatures like that for people or even just things that we don't understand which has really just been the whole season it's so easy for people to be like i've never seen something like that before it must be like straight out of a fantasy book or something
0: crazy i just realized that like so i'm going to talk about a story from 1977 why are all of these cryptids always coming out everyone sees them in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s like they don't see them anymore now what happened? Where'd they all go? Technology, man. Now that there's you know cell phones, the iPhones out,
2: as we know in modern day, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> since the iPhone and uh, social media. Now, if there's some random UFO type thing, someone posts it to Twitter, and it's like immediately debunked. Right. Versus like old tales of cowboys being like, "Oh, I think I just saw a huge bird." They don't have anywhere to tweet it.
0: That's it was sad. a lot and of be
2: like, look at this bird, guys, and then other cowboys tweet back at them and go, uh, that's not a bird. That's actually a plane." And then another one responds and goes, "Planes don't exist yet, dumbass!" Like, and then yeah,
0: and then another one goes, "Make the Wild West great again," and then they have to delete oh, the thread. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, Gavin. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about.
2: I'm, I'm talking about cowboys
0: tweeting about thunderbirds. They'd probably call it
2: Tweeter or something. I don't know. It's probably a blessing that Cowboys never had Twitter.
0: Well, spe- in, speaking of Cowboy Twitter, do you want to hear about uh, what happened in 1977?
2: Of course. It's like basically last year. So recent. Let's right. tell
0: me about it. So if you in, say it was in July, I'm going to shit myself. In July, on July 25th oh <laughs> in 1977 in Lawndale, Illinois, 10-year-old Marlon Lowe was attacked outside by two large birds one of which picked him up and flew him 30 feet before his mother came out and chased the birds away, saving her son. Several witnesses also saw this attack, and several said the same thing. The bird's appearance was that of a white ring around the neck and a four-and-a-half-foot body, which each wing approximately four feet long, a six-inch hooked bill, three front claws, one back claw, and a large body.
1: It sounds like an eagle. Did you You just said, like, a white... Ring around the neck.
2: Eagles aren't even that big, though.
1: They are big!
2: Do you think they're big enough to pick up a 10-year-old? That's a good point. Keep, your, keep Everyone keep a watch out for your 10-year-olds. Don't let them go outside because they might get swept away by an eagle. By a Thunderbird. By a Thunderbird. Right. But no, you're right. I completely agree with you, Leah. Like I feel like there's eagles or even just other big-ass birds that are
0: like vultures. You know they like. Right. No, I don't know if they could pick up a ten-year-old kid though. That's the thing. It
1: depends how how light the ten-year-old kid is as well. Like they can yeah. pick up heavy animals and they can throw them on the ground, drop them on the ground as
2: well. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I'm sure. This, regardless of what happened, whether it was this exact story or not, whatever it was, I'm sure it was crazy. It's
0: a wild I story. Where's
2: wait. So if Marlon Lowe was 10 in 1977, that means we were born in 67. So how old are they now? Let's get them on the podcast. Um, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. Uh, 55. They're only 55. That's like my parents age. Like we could t- let's get Marlon on. We can totally talk to Marlon. First hand account. Marlon Lowe, if you're listening, come on the pod. We'd love to have you. So obviously based off of these two sightings,
0: they Thunderbirds have to be real. are real,
2: for right. sure. No, hands down, for sure.
0: Um, there's actually a couple explanations to what they could be. Um, no, they no. they may, now, Don't tell me. Don't tell me they're... Here's cold. the thing, though. Like, They could be real. They could be fake. These explanations, they don't really give you an answer. They just say what it could be. But they don't I rule out the possibility you. of Thunderbirds being real. Hmm. They really don't. Like, the first one, Thunderbirds may be modern-day Uh and Teratorns were these prehistoric, very large uh, birds. Um, however, this is unlikely, since no flying bird bigger than an albatross or an Andean condor has ever been discovered in recent times. But then again, they could still be around. Like, they could be flying around in the forest somewhere in northern Canada. We have no idea. Interesting.
2: I feel like this is almost exactly what we were saying earlier about, like, it's just saying, hey, it might be a modern-day dinosaur. It's like, yeah, you see a big bird, you're like, that's probably a descendant of some big dinosaur. So I feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out to be like, mm, yeah, it's just a big... It's a dinosaur, but today.
0: Well, the, the thing is, birds did come from dinosaurs. They did prove that. Birds True. are descendants of dinosaurs. And they said, so this, this dinosaur thing that they're talking about, they said Thunderbirds may be modern-day Territorns. Those weren't really around... In dinosaur time, they were more around like. Is a different period exactly when they were? Yeah, but they were more like they were more recent than that. They were yeah. not recent, okay. but they were more. Yeah, recent yeah. Than no, that.
2: yeah. It was so not during like
0: the Jurassic period. No, I
2: don't know no. periods. I know the Jurassic period, and I know there's others.
0: They were supposedly gone extinct twelve thousand years ago.
2: Okay, I guess that's not that far compared to millions. Yeah. So anyway, what are some other explanations?
0: So another explanation that came up was some exotic non-native birds like the African crowned eagle and Andean condors possibly escaping from captivity may have played a role in thunderbird sightings with African crowned eagles said to have caused the so-called thunderbird attacks. So remember the thunderbird attack from the yeah. 1977? Eagles. Literally, literally what Leah said. That's that literally it's what I'm saying. Yeah
1: next thing that is my thing that is my thing there we go nothing else don't read it it's all it all agrees with me
0: and andean condors have actually been mistaken for thunderbirds more often than not Uh, at first glance you look and you go that has to be a thunderbird but it's really just an andean condor so
2: yeah so yeah so condors there's another big bird we add it to the list Mm -hmm.
1: i wonder how much these all these birds can like pick up like what the weight is
0: that's Must be however much a 10 year old weighs. Unless that was just a super jacked condor. That's
1: a really light. <laughs> <ten-year-old. A> super <super-jects> jacked <laughs> condor
2: or a. Well, I mean, 10 year olds, that's pre puberty. So they gotta be. I don't know about you guys. I feel like I have no concept on how old a child is. Like, a, if they're anywhere between like five or like 12, I could not tell you their age. I could not tell you what a 10 year old. Like, five? Not, but, okay. You can't okay. differentiate between a 5-year-old and a 12-year-old, Gavin? No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> you yeah. can't differentiate. I didn't want to give you ranges. I didn't want to be like 5 to 6. I couldn't pinpoint it. Or like 8 to 10. I don't know the difference. Okay, we'll give you a small range. 8 to 10. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the difference. All right. In
1: college, you can't tell. But in high school, I was able to tell who the freshman, who the sophomore, who the juniors, and who the seniors are. I
2: mean, you could tell like a middle schooler versus a high schooler and a high schooler versus a college kid.
1: Like the Depends middle on the schoolers state. from
2: That's because my... middle school is like when you go through puberty. So if the kids gone through puberty it's maybe not yet to high school. in
1: high school. Some of the kids that were coming in while I was gone are like really
2: You're saying short. high schoolers haven't gone through puberty?
1: No, I mean they're probably middle... like you're still going through puberty, but at the True same no. time like they were the freshmen no offense, freshmen, were really, really short though. Like every year they got shorter and shorter and shorter in height
2: i do feel like kids i think that's just because we've gotten older that kids and this isn't the first time that i've that like no i think kids they're just they look younger and i think that's just because we're older i think that's that's the conclusion i've come to i feel like 19 to 24 year olds can all look around the same age also yeah. you know because yeah. they're
0: early 20s anyway if this podcast was yeah. a train we would have crashed off the tracks and it would have been I, a catastrophe.
2: We, we've crashed multiple times. <laughs> I'm sorry for taking... So,
0: oh my gosh. So that has to be all of the explanations for Thunderbirds, right? So this is actually my favorite one. Um, this is my favorite explanation just because the, the, the quote goes in and they talk about it and then immediately just debunk it. But they say, it could be pterosaurs are suspect of Thunderbird sightings. Um, but Gavin, I really am sorry to say... I don't think it's pterosaurs because according to science, they have long been extinct since about 66 million years ago. So. Only recent. That's basically <laughs> 1977, 66 million years ago. They're one and the same. Really? <laughs> Sorry to say. When you break it down. And then the Thunderbird sightings may also just be hoaxes made by mistaken identifications of real slash Native American birds, pranksters, or cryptid enthusiasts.
2: Yeah. There's your Thunderbird. Uh, we've been on Thunderbirds for a while because we keep figuring it off track, and by we I mean me. So let's, so, let's uh, keep this you can, next. You one can, let's short. keep it moving. You can get
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next one, I'm going to put a little performance in this one. Um, but this one is called the Ahul, um, and it is a giant winged cryptid, oftentimes resembling a bat or primate. It gets its name from the loud, distinct cry the creature lets out, and Ahul. I love it. Big fan. That's the Ahul. Uh, um, all
2: the... It's a giant bat. That is also yes. scary. That's giant scary. giant bat or giant primate is the Ahul. Ahul. A giant flying primate. It's like a, the man bat from like
0: uh, Batman. Right. They're said to live in the deepest parts of the jungle of Java, uh, and they can be found across most of Indonesia. Some subspecies can also be found on nearby islands of New Guinea in the form of the Ropin, a presumed cousin of the Ahul, The Ropin has a long snout, large wings, and a long, thin crest. The ahul, though, has a distinct face that has features of both a chimpanzee's and a bat's. Large, dark eyes, red-skinned wings, large claws on its forearms, and it's covered in a gray fur. It is said to have a wingspan of 18 to 28 feet, or 6 to 9 meters, uh, that is three to four times the size of the largest bat known to man, the flying fox. Although it mainly eats local fauna, such as large fish, it will opportunistically occasionally attack humans. Most likely because the creature slash animal is extremely territorial and an opportunist, meaning it will attack larger prey when the conditions present itself. To give you guys some perspective, because you, I, not that I stopped listening, but I
2: stopped listening when you said it's wingspan. Mm -hmm. So you said 18 to 28 feet. Right. If all three of us held hands... And like, space ourselves out as far apart as possible, fingertip to fingertip. We would still be smaller than the smallest wingspan of eighteen feet. Because eighteen feet would be if three mees held their hands.
1: Oh my god! Know, six times three.
2: So that the three of us, we're gonna be less than the wingspan of a small one. <sighs> of a baby. It's, it's kind of.
1: I mean, I'm tiny, so I won't do much help to that. As
2: you know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying three mees is three over
0: six feet versus we got some short kings and queens over here. We're not going to quite make the bar. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting too. I don't know if you've like noticed, like they have like a science that's like the wingspan, and then you can find the, the size of the actual creature based on the wingspan. It's the same thing kind of like when you see a shark fin, and the distance between the fin and the back fin, you can kind of guess how big this shark is going to be. Mm-hmm. If you look at as something that has the wingspan of like six feet, It's massive. It is a massive bird, eighteen to twenty-eight feet. That's like three to four times, three, four, five times bigger than like a six-foot wingspan.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that humans? Our technical wingspan, fingertip to fingertip, is basically our height. So, like, I'm like six-two, six-three on a good day. That would be like as big as me holding my arms out, and that already seems like a big freaking bird. I would not want to come into contact with a bird that's my size and a bird three times my size that also is a bat and a primate. That's scary as f. I
1: I want a pet bat though. That'd be kind of dope.
2: Okay, Morbius. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> bats, bats are actually pretty cool. They're pretty dope. Sometimes bats hang out like in the front of my house and uh, they don't come inside. We'll keep them outside.
1: Oh, I get cockroaches but i don't
2: get bats that's very different (laughs) there actually was one time when i opened up uh one of the bathrooms in my house and there was a bat in it and i still don't know how that bat would have gotten into that bathroom because it was a tiny bathroom so and actually i don't know how we got it out because also it wasn't near a door so i definitely didn't do any. i'm sure i didn't do anything productive to help get rid of the bat but i'm sure my dad did
0: do you guys want to hear some sightings about this big giant winged bat no,
2: I think we're good. All I right, think I'm done. Right. Moving on. So the next the, the next one that we have. No, just wrap up the episode. <laughs> so ahul so, uh, did you see it?
0: I First did not hand see character? it, but I didn't see Damn. it. But there was this naturalist named Dr. Ernest Bartles, um, and he's kind of the only person that has seen it. So it's kind of like that. He's Mr. Take my word for okay. it. Okay. All right, Ernest. Even if that's your real name. So, in 1925, naturalist Dr. Ernest Bartles was exploring a waterfall on the slopes of the Selic Mountains when a giant unknown bat, the Ahul, flew directly over his head. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. And then, two years later, at around 11.30 p.m., Dr. Ernest Bartles encountered the Ahul again. Bartles was laying in bed inside his thatched house close to a river in western Java, listening to the sounds of the jungle. Bartles suddenly heard a very different sound coming almost directly over his hut. This loud and clear cry seemed to utter,
1: Ahool!
0: That's scary. Yeah. But also, how,
2: well, I was about to say, how are they able to spin this off to then find out all this information of it if there's been few sightings? But I guess, you know, that's exactly how all of them happen is that they're spun off from very few sightings.
0: Well, these these are only two settings that they had on the site, so I just assume that these were just the two notable ones. Where it's like the yeah. guy actually came forward and wrote down, like I saw this. Like no one, yeah. I don't really think a lot of people have come forward and talked about this. There's probably in Java, he probably got the story from these indigenous people that lived there. There probably are stories of giant bats that fly around. You know, like yeah. I'm sure that they've they, the 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 indigenous have seen them.
2: Well, I mean you even talked about the Ropin, which is another cryptid that's like supposed to be a um like a grandfather to the Ahul. That is just a big bat. So it could just be that there is uh like we've said with literally every single thing where then there might just be other iterations of it that have other names in other areas of the world. And these, this just so happens to be what they call it in Java. Where is Java? What the jungles of Java. Oh, it's in Indonesia. Yeah, the ahul is a is a funky one, but I dig it. It's the Mambat. That's it's it. Man did bat. you guys ever play Lego <laughs> the Lego Batman? The Lego Batman games. I did play Lego Batman. They're in the. I remember on my like DS or whatever. The Lego. I think it was in the Lego Batman game that there was a Batman villain named Mambat, and then you could play as it. Yeah, and it was pretty dope. Yeah, and you
0: can glide around. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so. That was the Ahul. So we talked about the Thunderbird. We talked about the Ahul. The next one I want to talk about, you guys have absolutely heard of this bird before. Um, this is the fiery personality of the Phoenix. Many you guys have heard the Phoenix before. I have.
1: Thinking of the Fall Out Boy song.
0: The, is, there, is there a Phoenix? Is there a Fall Out Boy song?
1: Good. Yeah, I can't sing it though because we don't want to get copyright.
2: But...
0: That's fair. We'll take your word for it. So tell us about the Phoenix. So the phoenix is a legendary bird from mythologies around the world. Um, The bird lives for a very long life, and that is cyclically reborn out of the ashes of its predecessor. The phoenix's lifespan changes depending on who's telling the story, but it's said to be between 500 and a very specific uh, 1,461, so between 500 and 1,461 years. At the end of its life, the phoenix builds a nest with cinnamon twigs, which it then lights on fire, killing the bird, but gives birth to a new younger phoenix, uh, which will live to be as long as the old phoenix. Uh, The bird is said to regenerate when hurt or wounded by a foe, thus becoming almost immortal. A symbol of fire and divinity, this concept was mirrored with a slight falsification to it in the famous and common movies and books, Harry Potter.
2: Yeah, in a whole freaking book and movie that was the order of the phoenix Mm -hmm. so it's pretty big in that one it's also the pet
0: of uh dumbledore
2: right yeah i remember the scene i think it's in his office well wait i think the phoenix was also in the the chamber of secrets i think when they were fighting the basilisk which we've also talked about that it like brought the hat or something that had a
0: sword in it i forget i haven't seen harry potter in a while i'm sorry are we ready to take a copyright claim to J.K. Rowling for stealing all of her characters from cryptids? Do we know where the phoenix original? do you know where it originally came from? I, yeah, I actually go, I'm going to oh. get into it later on.
2: Oh, that I'm so excited to hear about it.
0: Yeah. Well, first I'm going to talk about the appearance though, because a, a lot of times they change and a lot of people have different appearances. So this is kind of the general understanding of what a phoenix is supposed to look like. Um, so the appearance of a phoenix, they often have in artwork a nimbus which is a physical feature that describes the connection of the phoenix to the sun. The oldest images of the phoenix show it to have a nimbus with seven rays like the Greek god of the sun Helios. The bird has the head of a rooster and the crest of feathers on its head. Some historical accounts of the phoenix have different colors, but they all say that the bird is a vibrant and colorful bird, making it stand up from all the rest. Some say it has a peacock-style coloring, but others say, most of them say, that it holds a red and yellow color scheme with red legs and a yellow eye, or yellow eyes. Uh, however, some say that the phoenix has striking sapphire blue eyes. The size of the phoenix is said to be at least the size of an eagle. However, many say it is much larger. Some saying the phoenix is larger than the ostrich.
1: I really yeah. want a pet phoenix. So bad.
0: <laughs> would I really dope. would
1: love that. Then I'd be like, get that person. I don't like them.
0: Sick them, boy. Get <laughs>
1: revenge after all the people that did me wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I'm sure that there have been times where the Phoenix is aggressive, but I like how at least the way that it's been shown in pop culture and like Harry Potter and stuff and in other things that it's, you know, more chill. It's a more mm-hmm. chill cryptid. One fun story here's a sh- before we get into the history, here's a short mm-hmm. story I have about a uh, Phoenix. Um, when I was in high school, I was on a robotics team because I was, a freaking nerd now robotics was great um but so i was on it with like maybe five other guys a bunch of people and then one of the guys sucked so we were like we're gonna make our own <laughs> robotics team that was a lot of the same pe- it wasn't all the same people but it was a good amount of the same people i'm not gonna say what the name of the original one was in case <laughs> it gets back to the guy right or any of the multiple guys um i don't want to be too specific but um, then I was. They were like, "Oh, what do we call this new team?" And I was like, "What if we call it Project Phoenix because it's like being That's reborn dope. from the ashes?" That is so cool. So, like our first team, the color scheme was like blue and yellow. Um, but then the second one, then it was all, all like orange and white and stuff, and like all about being like reborn and stuff. So I do. I really fuck with the phoenix. Like like Lee was saying, I think it's such a cool concept. I would love to have a pet phoenix. But I even almost almost more so. I'd love to learn a little bit more about the history of the phoenix because I actually don't know. So I'm excited. All
0: right. So the history of the phoenix, originally the phoenix was identified by the Egyptians as a stork or heron-like bird called a Bennu, known from the Book of the Dead and other Egyptian texts as one of the sacred symbols of worship of Heliopolis, closely associated with the rising sun and the Egyptian sun god, Ra. So they originally come from the ancient Egyptians. So it makes sense. It may, I mean, it makes sense. Like I see the phoenix, and a lot of times you'll see phoenix kind of looking at things in Egyptian uh, folklore and Egyptian art and all that stuff. Especially since it's associated with the Book of the Dead. Like, yeah, that makes sense with the whole rebirth thing. Mm-hmm. So the phoenix became very popular in the medieval and Roman ages in art, literature, and symbolism, linking ties to resurrection, rebirth, immortality, and enlightenment. The phoenix is a bird of prey, much like the eagle or a falcon. They commonly dive in the cold waters of the Arctic to catch their prey, fish, krill, small mammals or the ears of adult bears. The phoenix can only live in colder climates because anywhere else would be far too hot given the internal fires of the bird. The phoenix is found commonly in the mythologies of the Chinese, the Greek, the Persians, the Egyptians and the Phoenicians. The Japanese mythical flying bird Ho-o is based off very closely to the phoenix. You might remember Ho-o if you've ever played Pokemon. I
2: was going to say that that was my first thought and then I saw that you've said Pokemon. Mhm. That's
0: crazy. So that was that so actually it's funny the Japanese version of the phoenix is actually called Ho-o and it looks just like that. It's very similar. They put the cryptid and they put it in in the game. I mean,
2: yeah. It's a Japanese uh franchise, so it makes right. sense.
0: Right um also to keep the theme i will say this uh although this bird is considered mytholo- a mythological creature so therefore it's not actually technically considered a cryptid there have actually been some modern sightings so the creature may merit further investigation um i don't have any i don't have any sighting stories but they said that they people have seen them
2: so, so maybe you shouldn't be too quick to not call it a cryptid i mean phoenix is definitely the most like out there out of these three flying beasts. But I fuck with the phoenix. The phoenix is dope. Yeah.
1: That's my pet right there. Pet phoenix.
0: Do you think you could fit a phoenix in your apartment?
1: Yes, if I did the long way. Yes.
0: If it was the eagle size, maybe. If it was like the Dumbledore size. Phoenix, yeah. If... Maybe. You think you could fit an ostrich in your apartment, Leah?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Do you know how right. big ostriches are?
1: They're big boys.
0: They're bigger yeah. than us. So now that you've heard a couple of the uh, the names of the Phoenix, Leah, did you want to name your Phoenix based off historical names, or did you just want to give it its own name?
1: I like Cosmo.
0: Cosmo, like Cosmo and Wanda, like the fairy.
1: No, uh, no.
0: Like Cosmo, like the con cosmos, like space. Right. Yes. right. No, I'm just.
2: I'm just. Yeah. Joking. No, that's what my first thought was too. Yeah. Um, what would you so- name
1: yours, Gavin?
2: Maybe, maybe I'd go uh, classic mythological and
0: say maybe Ra because the sun is cool. god. I oh, Ra's cool. cool. I, what about you? I I grew up with uh, Pokemon, so I think I'm going to stick with Ho Ho. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah, so those are the three uh, flying beasts that I uh, researched uh, and I went out and actually found them myself, and I jotted down notes and I, you know, told the story of that way. So, um, Leah. Of the three that I showed you today, the Thunderbird, the Ahul, and the Phoenix, which one was your favorite bird, Cosmo? Cosmo, the Phoenix, is your favorite bird.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. What about yours, uh, Gavin?
0: Um, I do. I, I
2: will say it's almost a three-way tie because they were all super dope in slightly different ways. Um, I did really like the Ahul, um, a because I did really enjoy playing as Manbat. In lego batman mm-hmm. games um and <laughs> i love uh it's call that it's oh. uh, <laughs> i feel like on a, on a more serious note i feel like a lot of cryptids are known for their like cries and wails which i think we even talked about with the feline and probably other ones but i it's always mm-hmm. interesting how that's a pretty notable feature of a lot of cryptids
0: what about you chris well, it's interesting you say that it, they're all known for their sound, and that's because not a lot of people can see them. They're very hard to see, but you don't have to see sound. Sound comes to you anyways. So yeah. it just, and you can imagine what it looks like just based off sound. That You can be like, that sounds like a big bird. Yeah, yeah. It's actually funny. I was camping once, and there was a guy that was sleeping across the campsite in a tent snoring so loudly that I actually thought that there was a mythical beast outside of my tent that was making those sounds because those were not from a human. Those were from something else. Um, yeah. Anyway, so my favorite bird, I, I'm much more, when I talk about cryptids, I really like the ones that seem like they can be real. Uh, so I really like the Thunderbird because that is the most one that seems like it could be an actual thing. There was documented, people have seen this thing. Um, there was the kid that got attacked. There were the two cowboys that shot it and dragged it back into town it's not far-fetched to think that there could be some gigantic bird we just haven't seen yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's uh, some shockingly big stuff, like, Australians got some big stuff.
1: Undiscovered things? Just undiscovered so many things
2: undiscovered things, and they're just yet to be discovered.
0: Yeah, so this has been This Strange World. Uh, I am always am the best host out there. I am, as always, I am Chris Ash, uh, alongside my two hosts.
1: I'm Leah, but I'm not gonna say my last name right
0: now. <laughs> it, it says it on the thing actually, but yeah.
2: It's like, I'm like Cher or Adele or Beyonce. I just the go by Gavin. The artist formerly known as
0: Gavin. The <laughs> artist formerly
2: known as Gavin. That's exactly it. Gavin, the creator. So, Stay strange.
0: The I was creator. gonna
2: say, as always, thanks for listening. The
1: creator of what?
2: Like Tyler, the creator.
1: Oh, I don't
0: know who that is. He's a, he's a rapper?
2: You don't know who Tyler, We'll talk about in the epilogue. Bye. Bye! Bye! And now it's time for the sources, because while any one of us could be looking up at the sky going, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's a thunderbird, it's Na'ul, it's a phoenix, I don't... I'm not saying I don't trust you, Chris. It's just that I don't know... F- any of these thunderbird accounts were actually you but you just were a little embarrassed to say that you were the one that saw them so
0: whether it was you or not where did you find out about these uh you're right gavin i didn't go out and i didn't actually see these birds um i saw pictures of these birds and i and i heard accounts from these birds from uh our very good friend cryptids.fandom.com uh, forward slash the wiki, and then forward slash either the Thunderbird, the Owl, or the Phoenix.
2: And where did you get your cryptids? Uh, did you say where you got the cryptids definition from?
0: I said in the beginning, Gavin. If you uh, listen, I said that's, according that's to one. <laughs> according to Merriam-Webster. Yes, that's where I got this definition of a cryptid. Song.
2: That's fair. Anyway, Leah um, the Tyler, the creator, is a pretty big
0: rapper. He's look him up. He's done a few songs.
1: I mean, what? Yeah, I overlooked
0: him, but hold on. Have you heard of the thing where it's like the guy is like, oh my god, can you let me do what I need to do? He's, no. he's got a lot of
2: memes. He's uh, got a lot of memes. He's he just had a brilliant. song come out with Pharrell and... Uh, it's a 21 Savage? I don't remember. 21. Although, she's yeah. not on TikTok. She thinks she's better than
0: us, so she wouldn't have heard the song.
1: Ah! On TikTok, mm. they have a life. That's it's awesome. funny.
0: She doesn't like TikTok, but she'll watch Instagram reels.
1: Real. So, so, not part of TikTok really.
0: But so do you know who
2: Tyler the Creator is? Do you recognize no. him? No. That's okay. Alright, well Leah will do some homework and uh we'll talk again about Tyler the okay. We'll get Tyler on the podcast.
1: Oh, okay. Alright, bye. bye.
0: All right, bye. bye. bye.
2: This podcast was produced by Gavin Berger, Leah Ettinger, and Chris Ash. Our theme song is by DJ Kai Song,
0: and our logo is designed by Michael Zilvetti. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and check out more episodes of This Strange World, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast, and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. If you have any other ideas for future episodes, let us know. You can DM us on our social medias or email hello at